and welcome to another episode of the Sammy and Kelly podcast, where it is a good day if we are not attacked by a dog. On Sunday night, I had my closest friends over for a barbecue. Well, not a barbecue. Who am I kidding? I didn't cook shit for a fire. We all sit around the fire and we smoke and we drink and I love it. It's my downtime. I look forward to it on a Thursday or a Sunday night. Either one. Mate, I'm there. One of my girlfriends said to me, Sammy, you're amazing. True story. This is what she said. I'm not making this up. (laughs) She said, you're amazing. I actually really think you're going places. If you ever need anyone to tell you that you're amazing, give me a call and I'll remind you. This is what she said to me. Now, my other girlfriends that were there fucking started laughing like a big joke because one of them said, don't worry. She knows she's amazing. She'll tell herself she's amazing. She won't be ringing you for reassurance. She fucking loves herself. But she certainly didn't say it in a negative way. We were all laughing. It was quite funny because it's fucking true. And I actually feel quite um, honoured. Like, that's a really big place to get to. It's taken so long for me to get there. If you're not relying on anyone else to tell you that you're amazing you're your own cheerleading squad you're going to get fucking from a to b faster if you're relying on other people to tell you that you're good it's going to fluctuate your mood's going to fluctuate your results are going to fluctuate because you're living by someone else's standards and to be able to tell yourself that you're good it doesn't matter how your brain how you tell your brain if someone else tells you or you tell your brain it just registers it all the same the only difference is is that if you continuously tell it you can be consistent with what you tell it and that's pretty cool so even though we're all laughing ha 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 Sammy's up herself yes yes I am and I, and I hope that all the girls who are listening to this podcast I hope that you start working on being up yourself because you're going to get results a fuckload faster. All right, enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the season of Dear Boot Camper, episode eight. Last episode, I spoke about Tony Robbins. I've got more to add to that. One of the biggest things that Tony Robbins talks about is the stories that we tell ourselves. Now, myself as an example, I'll shit you not. One of the biggest stories I tell myself is that I am fucking busy. So even if I'm not busy and I have like a Friday night that's free, this just just happened to me. I had a Friday night that was free. Dead set, out of nowhere, people needed classes covered, things couldn't be done and I was asked to do it and before I knew it, the whole fucking thing was booked up. Because whether I consciously do it or subconsciously do it, Your brain, your energy is going to attract into it whatever you truly believe is your story. Now, I used to always tell this story that I don't tell anymore. Oh, wait, before I go into this bit. You'll know if you have a story really fucking fast if someone threatens your story. Because your story serves a purpose. So it might get your attention. Like when I say, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. Other people are like, oh, Sammy's so busy. And then I get attention from it. Like, oh, no one's as busy as me. Poor Sammy, she's so busy. So it serves a purpose. So I get a bit of attention from being so busy. Or like, you know, I get um, significance from it. Like it makes me feel like I'm quite important, that I'm needed, da-da-da-da-da. So there's one reason why you're going to create a story because it's going to serve a purpose but you'll know 
if you have a story, especially if it's threatened. So then on the Friday, just gone, Lauren rings me and she said to me, oh shit, you're not. She goes, you're not busy. You have heaps of time. And she genuinely believes that. She genuinely believes I'm not busy and that I have heaps of time. Now in my head, I'm like, I'm the busiest cunt that I know. (laughs) But I knew that she, I knew that this was a story that I was telling myself because I felt like it was threatened because I instantly got angry because she was going to take something away from me. Because if I'm not busy, then where am I going to get attention from that I'm so busy, poor semi or significance? Like, look at how much I do. So that's how you know that you have a story when someone fucking threatens it. I'll give you another example. I used to have this great story (laughs) where I'd be like, everything's harder for me because I'm a single mother. I used to tell this story like, and it got me attention. Like I was like, yeah, but I'm not even kidding you. People could say to me, (laughs) like, did you do all that? Yeah. And I'm a single mom. Like I'd fucking just slip it in there. Like, oh, not only am I amazing, but I did it on my own. Even a bit of that story is still in me because when people tell me that they can't afford something and they've got dual incomes, like two incomes, I'm like, bitch, that doesn't count because I do it and I'm only on one income. So, <laughs> so I still have a bit of that story in there, but I was driving with my girlfriends and one of my very close friends said to me, no one fucking cares that you're a single mom. Stop telling the same fucking story. Oh my God. She was that angry. <laughs> she was like, shut the fuck up. Dead set. She threatened my story. She threatened my attention. She like threatened so many things that this story served. <laughs> I reckon for five days, I didn't fucking talk to her. Obviously we were close enough friends that I continued to talk to her where I said, listen, bitch, like my life is harder. She was like, no, it's not like, you're not dying in Ethiopia. Stop it. No one fucking cares. Everyone has their challenges. Move on. So what you have to do is, and I have stopped telling that story, but I do have some remnants left on it, is you have to check your stories. Because I hear a lot of stories throughout my personal training career. I've heard the same stories about a million times. So I'm going to tell you some real common ones that I hear. Is that I, here's number one, I can't lose weight and I have tried everything. So your brain's just gonna do exactly what you just told it to do, is that you believe that you've tried everything so you can't lose weight. Well, guess what? You're gonna stay, well, I hate using the word fat, but you're gonna, you're gonna keep that excess weight on because that's your story. I've tried everything. Now let me clear a few things up here. You haven't tried everything, because if you fucking tried everything, you would have found something to lose the weight. Yes? And the second thing is, with this story, also another one that I hear is, it's hard for me because I have an injury. We've all got injuries. Every single one of us has got an injury. So that, that is a cop-out. Whatever your injury is, you've got to modify everything. Now, I obviously have nailed the art of working out. I really have. I haven't nailed the art of living my life constructively or like living it in a focused direction. I'm just busy for the sake of being busy. I just fucking find shit to do that's not even in alignment with my hopes and dreams. So don't you worry. I might have exercise figured out, but there's other areas I do not have figured out. But have a good look at the habits of a fit and healthy person and have a good look at your habits And it's time for us to start calling ourselves out on our stories. 
like how I say I'm always busy. Am I but, or am I just like searching for attention and significance and trying to pretend that I've got heaps to do all the time so I'm more important? It's time for us to call out our behavior. So let's have a real good look. For those of us who say, I have tried everything and cannot lose weight, let's have a look. Or if you have an injury. A very fit person. This is me. I am fit. I had a knee reconstruction. So I did my lateral, my ACL, my posterior, and my medial ligament, all in one injury, and my meniscus. So I was flying out, had surgery in Brisbane. I think they have to do it within 24 hours or whatever. I could not wait bare on that fucking leg for 18 months. So the only thing I could do was swim. So I could blame anyone and anything because I was on these stupid crutches. I also had my husband at the time is not a, wasn't a sympathetic person. He's like, do the best with what you've got and shush. He's very like that, very black and white. So he wasn't about to give me empathy which I guess is good he would never buy my sympathy apples <laughs> wish he would but anyway so all I could do was swim so I would strap like one of those little floating boys to my leg and drag my leg through the pool don't get me wrong I'm pretty sure I had severe depression during this time <laughs> and drag my leg through the pool and just do laps for hours and every day because that's all I could do have a good look at what, if you have an injury of you've truly tried everything and just can't lose weight, have a good look at someone who's at a size and a fitness level that you want to be and call yourself out on the behavior. How low are their squats compared to your squats? How often are they turning up to classes and how often are you turning up to classes? How often do they stop and how often do you stop in a workout? We Dead set, you have to start calling it for what it is. Don't worry, all this shit goes to me in terms of being busy and the bullshit stories I call, I tell myself, I am going to start telling myself a new story, which is I am focused. I only take on things that are in alignment with my goals, but have a look at what that fit person's doing and what you're doing. Now, I have this great friend, I'm going to use this as an example, I have this great friend, she was in a car accident and I know, dead set, I'm pretty sure she's completely blind out of one side. I'm not sure I'm going to have to double check the story. And I know that she has a broken pelvis that's never gone back. So she turns up to my classes all the time. She can't drive at night. So this is the extremes that this girl goes to. She has a friend that she then travels behind if my, cla my classes are on late. Okay, she's got three kids, husband works away. So she travels behind her girlfriend's car to get to my classes brings all of her children then does the workouts there's so much of the workouts that she can't do she can oh, I, I can see her when she comes that she can hardly see so she sets herself up in a position where she's kind of has a little bit more spatial awareness she drops every squat so low and stro so strategically with her very disformed dislocated pelvis and every week I'm seeing her calm and she's just slowly but surely dropping weight. And I reckon, I fucking saw her the other day. I reckon she's about a size 8, hey. And I think she was about a size 14 to 16 beforehand. And I thought, I never hear her excuses. I never hear anything from her. I can just see this girl who's just dropping her squat to the lowest possible height that she possibly can. Sometimes it's a bit low. Which, she, which might explain the pelvis issues. <laughs> I don't know. 
But I just look at her and I think she's not pulling that she's tried everything or that she's got injuries or anything like that. She's doing the actions of what a fit person who is the size that she wants to be does. She's very persistent and she's not letting these things get in the way. But she, I am sure she's had to overcome a lot. So the purpose of my podcast today is be very careful of the stories that you're telling yourself because is it serving you? And the other thing is to recognize a story. If this podcast got you fired up, then chances are that I'm threatening a wonderful story that you're telling yourself about how you can't do it because of all of these reasons and I'm threatening that because you're going to start losing attention for it. You're going to have to start getting uncomfortable if you lose that story and my podcast might have just threatened that for you and made you quite angry (laughs) how do I know that because I know what it feels like when that fucking bitch told me I'm sick of hearing about your single mum card fuck you Mel (laughs) you don't know (laughs) anyway hopefully this podcast has really got you thinking have a fantastic week and I will be uploading another podcast tomorrow all right guys bye Wait, before I go, I just thought of something. Once you recognize your story, this is so important. This is the most important part. How did I miss this? Once you recognize the bullshit story that you're telling yourself that's not getting you the results that you want, you have to change it. You know, I said to you, I'm having to change mine from I'm so busy to I am now to I am now focused and only take on things that are in alignment with my goals. It doesn't happen overnight. I have to now continuously tell myself this new story because that other story that I'd been telling myself that was serving the purpose of giving me attention, I've got to let it go. Yeah, so, and I have to become conscious of that because you would have created your story because it served your purpose. It's probably kept you comfortable and it's gotten your attention. Recognize it and start telling yourself a new story. I always say your brain learns from continuously being told, so start continuously telling it a new story. Okay, phew, glad I got that off my chest. All right, bye.